This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. I am really excited to be with you, KSLR AM 630 listeners and our podcast listeners as well, and all y'all out there in Facebook Live. We've got Rebecca Grieben with us today. Now, you guys know that I love to highlight talent and sometimes people that are up and coming. Well, Rebecca has been up and coming, and I can just see, we just see greatness for her. She is truly one of the most gifted communicators that I've been around. And she's just a fantastic speaker and writer, and she just has a way with her humor that I'm pretty sure is going to come out today that you're just going to be blessed by. So you're an up-and-comer, but, I mean, God has been like, he's been spreading your territory, enlarging all that stuff. You've been doing women's retreats all over at River City Church, New Braunfels, our church. You're the women's minister, and you do Jingle Bell and all these amazing things. But I am quite certain that God has a lot more for Rebecca Grieven. So it's going to be, I'm just excited. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. That's such a great introduction. It's true. I know. Now I feel like I can't stutter. <laughs> you have to stutter. You have to. Maybe a little. Hey, are you going to the beach soon? <laughs> Something that we're not going to talk about on air. I want to hear about, are you getting to go to the beach? Yes, hopefully. Yes. Yes, So yeah, thanks for bringing that up with my, (laughs) so yeah. So my husband who has been working incredibly hard through the crazy year that was 2020. Yeah was uh, named Region of the Year for his company. He's in medical sales. And so I'm incredibly proud of him. That's a really hard thing to do, especially in a year like the one we had. And so the President's Club trip is to Anguilla, which, like I told you, I'm not 100% sure where that is. I don't think that exists. it sounds tropical. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's somewhere near an ocean and a beach. Yeah, so so that's why I was telling you. So I may have blood sugar issues today because I can't eat between now and like April 15th because we're going to the beach. And, yeah. you know, outside salespeople are all, like, really young and perky. Is that how it works? I didn't uh, know that. Most of them are. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. like, they're in their 20s, and they haven't had to face gravity or <laughs> childbearing yet. So I was like, you know, I might want to take off a few of the COVID pounds and the snowpocalypse pounds and the my kids applying to culinary school so keeps experimenting recipes on us pounds. That's wow. super great for the menu. That is super Not great. Not super great for the... Beachwear. <laughs> Where is this place? I think you're making it up. Is Greg just like saying this, and He's y'all are actually it. just going to Austin? I don't know. For the I may night? be saying it wrong too. <laughs> Later, someone's going to be like, "That doesn't exist. It's a different that island." Doesn't. But you know, it had a bunch of letters, and there was a G and a U. So I think it's called Anguilla. <laughs> it sounds great. Yeah, it does sound care. tropical. It's somewhere to go that's different, and yeah. that doesn't have our offspring. Who I love. <laughs> you cherish them. <laughs> but I've had call- zero time away from since like last March. So, yeah. you know, breaks are good. Tell us about your morning getting here today. Yeah, so my morning getting here was very interesting. So we have three amazing kids. Yes. Uh, Luke, our oldest, is a senior this year. And yeah. God Crazy. bless all the seniors this year. Man, yeah. It's a rough year to have a senior in high school. Yeah. Yeah. It's been – it's different. It's so different. And yeah. I know we've used that What's word What's your perspective on it? You know, it's – Part of me, like the mama bear in me, has yeah. been really heartbroken because it's it's almost like they expect everything to fall apart or be canceled now. Like Ooh. when something comes up or they're having like, 
your last this, your last game, your last season, yeah. your banquet here. And I, I really think Luke has gotten to the point where, like, we say something's coming up or being planned, and he's like, okay, great. And then nine times out of ten, we have to come back, and it's either been canceled or rescheduled or moved or turned wow. into a Zoom or whatever. And he's just kind of like, all right. Like, they're not even getting upset anymore because I think there's this part of them that's so used to having everything moved and canceled. Yikes. And, like, we finally kind of got the rhythm to to COVID and the new rules. And then we had, like, the snowpocalypse craziness happen, which canceled, like, a whole – so they're like, okay, well, if it's not a virus, it's the weather. <laughs> like, they – Right. You know, and so part of me is really heartbroken for that because it's taken yeah. away – a lot of opportunities like his basketball season ended with a canceled game instead of a last game, which is not the end of the world. But, yeah. you know, it's their last hoorah, especially for kids that aren't going to go on and play right. sports or do what they did in high school, in college or further on. And so that uh, that upsets me from a, oh, my baby didn't get his celebration. But right. part of me as a mom and as a human altogether is actually a little bit um, – I don't want to use the word excited, but I feel like this generation is going to have a level of resiliency that we as their parents and the adults around them were not giving them before. You know, this is kind of the everybody gets a participation ribbon generation. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, we've really almost overcompensated. For some reason, all of us, you know, Gen Xers have hovered over Gen Z. Like they all have to be winners all the time. And I think they have had to learn to take hit after hit and figure out. How not to have a tantrum if your special thing doesn't happen. How to – sometimes you don't get something rescheduled. Sometimes things aren't going to go your way. Sometimes the giant thing you wanted to do, you get sick for or someone around you gets sick for and it takes you out of the game because in their case, they had to quarantine. But in life, like how many times right. does that happen? Like where someone around you has a need that supersedes right. what you thought your agenda was or the world around you just isn't going to cut you a break. And I think that they are going to be – much better equipped to handle this than they would have been otherwise. So I think right. that's probably the gift and the silver lining we can find in all of this. It's yeah. also making the rest of us more resilient because we all got a little say, bit spoiled and whiny. I was going to ask. <laughs> I feel like, you know, first yeah. world problems. And we've yeah. really had to learn yeah. to just say what next. And it, it has made it hard and it's made it scary in a lot of ways, I think, from a mental health Oh, yes. Perspective yeah. for all of us. But like for kids, it's just it's breaking my heart, like watching right. them. And I think we need to be super aware of that. But I think it's made us all kind of like pull together and be like, we got to toughen up as a team, guys, because it's yeah. all of us. Like it doesn't matter who you are. Right. It's not like a certain group of people that was picked on with snow. It was right. The South. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think it has um, I think it's changed the trajectory of their generation in a lot of ways for the better. OK. Um, but I do think we are going to have to be tender and watch them yeah. you know, from some of the other. Yeah, I am concerned. I mean, just thinking about these this generation and just the level of anxiety yeah. for so many of them. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I I'm concerned. I'm afraid mm-hmm. for them that some of them are going through this and have internalized it so much yeah. that we're just not catching it. Man, give me some hope there. <laughs> I yeah, I think so, but I think we're more aware of it than we were, and okay. I think their generation too is more willing to talk about it. Okay, like we were also, you know, in the eighties and stuff. You didn't talk yeah, about right. that kind of stuff, right? Um, True, and you didn't mention it to your parents, and you. And so I'm hoping some of that stigma has gone away. Yeah. You know, there's so many books and resources out there, and there's so much more open conversation about trauma and about what defines trauma. 
Yeah. Like it's not the same for all of us, which gets really hard too sometimes yeah. because you're like, oh, well, I don't want to say anything because look at all the things that so-and-so went through. And that is a great perspective to not wallow. But I think sometimes yeah. you have to remember that your pain is still your pain and your True. story still hurts when you're going through it. Right. So be okay saying that. Yeah. And then let's figure out how to, to grow out of it or, or move out of it and be really open with telling someone else that you're hurting right. and being safe for other people that are hurting. And I think that's been humbling for a lot of us and for a lot of people maybe that have never suffered from anxiety or nerves before. Yeah. That now we're all kind of collectively right. taking these repeated punches to where right. I don't know that there are very many people out there that are still like, well, I've never had that problem. I'm not nervous about anything. Right. We're all kind of like, what's falling from the sky now? <laughs> Like, who is coming next? And what? Because yeah. it's just weird right. stuff. Oh, right. I know. Sharknadoes. I mean, Shark- what's happening? I mean, the minute they said murder hornets, I was like, you have got The minute Because, you know, I have issues with invertebrates. Like, if you're. <laughs> I do. do. I'm terrified. What, what's the scoop? Any kind of like, oh, you haven't heard me talk about scorpions? <laughs> I don't think no, so. No, they. I'm telling you, they are the foot soldiers of Satan. The foot soldiers. They're in Revelation. Like, read it. He described. They're it's armored. True. They're it's weaponized. True. Yeah, and then you take like a wasp or a hornet, and you took an armored and weaponized insect and let it fly. Like, yeah. who needed to do? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why did we need to do that? I just, I can't. I'm irrationally scared. If your yeah. skeleton is on the outside of your skin, <laughs> then we cannot be friends ever. <laughs> you have to have a spinal cord for me to talk to you or like you in any capacity. That's that is funny. I can't take it. So I was, they said murder hornets and I was like I'm that congratulations you have figured out how to quarantine Rebecca. I will not be leaving my <laughs> that's home. That's the one. <laughs> ever again. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Tell me uh your take on 2021 versus 2020. Well, I know I was saying earlier, so yes, 2021 has been so ridiculous. Yes. Like it just keeps upping yeah. its game and I was telling my husband the other day and you earlier, I said, I feel like it's the younger sibling that like is trying to one up their older sibling and they have like the older sibling everyone keeps talking about. <laughs> so we all keep talking about like 2020 and what a beat down it was. And 2021 like fine. And they're like the younger sibling who's throwing a tantrum and like breaking everybody's things and crashing dad's car and like setting stuff on fire. And they're like, who are you talking about now? Yeah. Like, that's how I feel yeah, completely. That's great. You thought quarantine was bad? Yeah. Thought you quarantined with no water and power. How you like that? Uh-huh. Like it's just been yeah. it's been insane. And there have been so many memes and right. you know which is really funny. I think <laughs> it shows people's capacity to use humor to really cope. Yeah. The fact that the memes these meme people are awesome. I wish I was better at like media, but I'm terrible at it. So I just have to like verbally tell jokes because if I try to make a meme, by the time I figure it out, the joke will be a month old. Right. You (laughs) can tell some jokes and some stories. You were just telling us about coming here this morning. And yes. you had – can you tell us yes, some so of that? We have, yes. So we have Luke who's 18. Yes. And then we have Drew who is um, going to be 15 in two weeks. Two weeks. And then our youngest, yeah. Emery, our little princess, is 11. And yeah. so, of course, my husband is tra- traveling this week. Of course. And, yes. Yeah. And so I'm coming here today and I've been uh, homeschooling Emery. We kind of took a break this year and slowed life down a yes. little bit. So I haven't been working as much. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't like put normal clothes on generally or get out of the house looking – very human uh, on time. And so this morning I was like, we got to be out early. And Luke had an early appointment in the morning. So I'm trying to get him out the door 
for that. And yeah. Drew was supposed to have an early band rehearsal that got canceled. So then I was like, okay, so now I need to drive him in. But he had an orthodontist appointment, which my dad said he'd take him to. And so I had all that set. But now it's not you, worth you, taking him. Do you have him. some doubt when you said <laughs> which my dad said he would? <laughs> he's, some... he's taking him to. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I hope. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I'll get a call <laughs> if they didn't make it. And so I was like, at one point I was like, well, I'm not going to take him to school. It's an extra stop. And so I'm like driving with the two younger ones and the older ones texting me from the doctor and is like, just call later for the copay, mom. Because, you know, <laughs> nobody's going to pay a copay but mom. So they, <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, I'll call them and pay. And I'm going down there and calling my parents to tell them I'm dropping them both off and all this kind of stuff. And Emery is just talking and talking and asking random questions and talking. And I just finally just like stopped responding <laughs> to anything. I couldn't do it anymore. So I was just like driving with <laughs> – and I just went to that little place in your head where no one can follow you just for a minute. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mom of the year. Mom of but the I year. Mean, I was just like <laughs> – you could see Drew starting to get a little nervous. He's like, Mom. <laughs> so <laughs> I took a different exit to my parents' house and so he was like, so where are we going? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, you're fine. I'm fine. Everyone's fine. I can picture it. And he's like, OK. You know, he's looking at Amber. He's like, stop talking. <laughs> I don't think she's in there. <laughs> I don't think she's in there. And did Emery stop talking? She actually <clears> did. <throat> yes. Wow, that's pretty. I, awesome. I mean, I think she did. I wasn't really listening. <laughs> <laughs> I think I didn't hear her voice anymore, so I think she did. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I know because she doesn't stop talking very often. Okay. And we're together all the time now. Uh huh. <laughs> I noticed in your bio, <laughs> like, there's a lot of great stuff here. And I noticed something that I felt like, okay, that says a lot but doesn't – I mean, here here it is. You said, I took a break from my day job this year. Normally, you're a pediatric physical therapist yeah. serving children with special needs in their families, yeah. which is incredible. So then you say, I took a break from my day job this year to homeschool our daughter and focus on senior year with our oldest. This is the thing. So I'm learning new things every day. <laughs> and then you just go on to the next thing. <laughs> I feel like there's more to unpack. I'm learning new things every day. Rebecca, what are you learning? <laughs> that was loaded and you thought I wouldn't notice that. I was trying to sneak in a little. So I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning every day. Uh, yeah. You know, the big one I've learned yeah. is that just because you are a writer – Yes. Does not mean that you can teach another human to write. <laughs> you are a great writer. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. I am not a great writing teacher. It turns We've out. We've all learned that this year. Did you have I'm... any idea? Was that you are an achiever? Like I you am. excel and do so many things. Thank you. So did you expect like I mean, you're probably this is gonna sound bad, but you're probably used to I mean just doing really well at things. And so did you find something that like, wow, I don't quite excel at teaching writing? Is yeah, that what, yeah. You know, did that surprise you? It did and it didn't. It okay. didn't because okay. I have a tremendous respect for teachers. I think that teachers yeah. are incredible, especially now. Yeah. Um, I oh think they gosh. are one of the most flexible professions out there. I think they have risen to challenges in ways mm. they never thought they would have to, that none of us ever thought they would have to. And, I, and I'm a child of educators, too, so I've always grown up with a very right. huge respect for teachers. And so I've never been one of those people that's like, oh, anybody can do it. Right. I could do – like I am aware that yeah. I cannot be a teacher. Okay. Um, I think the shock for me was, first of all, I'm pretty sure they've made up more grammar rules since I took an English <laughs> class because there's a lot of rules and okay. names for stuff that I just like use. Like when someone wants to, yeah. 
you know, publish a blog of mine or ask me to guest write a piece for a magazine or, or whatever I'm doing, they don't ask me if I know all the uses of a semicolon or yeah. what the fanboys are or can talk about yeah. coordinating conjunctions. Like they don't particularly care. They just care if I'm following like the Chicago manual style. Edition, right. You know. Right. And so it was interesting to me. And Emery is a very active, very creative, very yeah. interesting child. But reading and writing are not her fate. Like okay. she does not enjoy language art. Yeah. She's doesn't like to sit still. She doesn't enjoy writing. And so she goes from being this incredibly vivacious storyteller to you put a pencil in her hand and she is like, the cat went out. The cat (laughs) ate food. The cat drank. And I'm like, okay. So (laughs) let's shake it up a little. Okay. (laughs) And let's figure out. And so drawing that out of somebody who doesn't naturally tend to have that gifting Mm. is tremendously difficult yes we have a writing tutor now (laughs) (laughs) there it is (laughs) because i want her to do well and i know that i am not doing her the service she needs to have done and so i was like we got to have somebody in here and help us yeah you know and even just coming up with concepts and little tricks of the trade and and ways to do it and so she is responding much better to that than she did to (laughs) yeah but she's a gifted storyteller as well it seems like all your kids are gifted storytellers and she is too that's a nice way to say that's (laughs) really loud (laughs) (laughs) that's funny that's funny not true but very funny but yeah she just naturally is not um she doesn't enjoy it she doesn't but just telling a story that doesn't seem fair to me that you know, you can be a storyteller yes. and that, I mean, why can you not just tell the story, like record the story and, you yes. know, I mean, yeah. if she can do that. But then putting that, putting, putting it to paper. Yeah. Just, and just there are work. a lot of rules, like yeah. remembering all the rules and the type of sentences and those yeah. kind of things. And so it's been really great. The The woman that we're having help her with writing is incredible and is doing yeah. a much better job than. Okay. And she knows, like my panic too is because she'll go back to school. You know, next, more than likely next year, okay. uh, definitely within the next couple of years. We're not going to homeschool forever. Yeah, secondary, at? we're going to go back into school. And okay. so I don't want her to be, you know, my achiever side is like, I don't want yeah. to have done a bad job. And then she goes back and they're like, oh, <laughs> what a wasted year. Her mother had no idea. <laughs> you know, and then it makes her life harder right. because we didn't do something, right. you know, that she needed done. I would never want to be the reason they had a disadvantage. I mean, that's the cry of every mom, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Let's let's shift. I want to ask – this is going to sound crazy because I'm sure you've told it a thousand times. In a moment, I just want to ask. I don't know kind of – and I hate to use the word, just, but your testimony. I don't know what it is. Yes. And I feel like I should know it. You know, most people don't because I don't tell it very much. Okay. Um, and the main reason I don't tell it very much is because I don't <laughs> think it's very interesting. Oh. It's not <laughs> – I'm not like a super interesting testimony. There's anything you, know? <laughs> you say – is interesting. I mean, you talked about coming and tuning out your kids. You've talked about going to the beach. Everything you say is pretty interesting. Well, thank you. So I feel like God and the Holy Spirit can take your testimony. Well, it's yeah. so funny because for a long time, um, when people would ask if I wanted to do like women's ministry type stuff or whatever, right? Um, and part of why you know when I was younger, I worked so much that and I didn't have time. Or where yeah. you know to do that, but a lot of times I was like, you know, I just don't feel like I'm the person to do. I just don't have. I'm not a big rescue story. Like I wasn't somebody that was it. saved into Christianity from yeah. like abject circumstances. I have been very blessed. Like both my parents are married and have been 
Christians their yeah. entire lives. And I grew up in a very Christian home. Like I've always gone to church. I've always known Jesus. I married my college sweetheart who is a very faithful man. Like, And so I kind of feel like it's a little on the outside, at least, it's a little yeah. storybooky. And story when you go to the event, like retreats and, and yeah. women's events, especially, a lot of times, like they bring in people to do their testimonies that have this like story that just like rips your guts yeah. out, and they've had this huge rescue, or have had to overcome, or had a horrible tragedy, or have you know done something giant overseas. And so I always just felt like I wasn't maybe qualified to tell my story. Yeah, um, like I love to teach scripture and, right. and teach stories, but I right. was like. I just don't think my road's been rough enough to stand in front of a group of people who I know have been through things yeah. way worse than mine and yeah. then think I can tell them anything about grief or frustration or right. you know any of those things. Right. And so we had a women's retreat that we did in conjunction with another church years and years ago that okay. I helped you know, as part of the team. I was actually helping them do worship, but then I helped with the background. And they kept saying, well, anyone that wants to share testimonies, we're going to have some of the retreat planners. And I was always like – not volunteering for that. Wow. Not do- well, yeah. one of the ladies, like, you know, mm. her husband had died of cancer. Another one had lost her son. <laughs> right, another next. one had overcome, like, a horrible illness. So I was like, I am not even yeah. going to get up there and complain about, like, being overwhelmed by laundry. Like, I'm not doing it. And so <laughs> yeah. finally, like, a week before the retreat, they call and the retreat director, and she says, look, Rebecca, we really, like, all of us that are speaking are around the same age. We, and this was, like, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. And she said, we need... Like, we need someone under 50 to tell a story. Like, just, you can only talk for five minutes if you want. You can just say a story of a day you had a hard time praying. Like, whatever yeah. you want to do. Yeah. Just go ahead and, and, but we really need a younger member of the team to say something. And so I was like, oh, okay, okay. So I wrote, like, all these notes, and I had all these notes about, you know, Israel and some stuff out of Exodus, and I was going to try and be profound. And they had me speak after the speaker, who's this incredible speaker, who's very well liked, and they had me speak like right after her oh, session gosh. one of the days. And she literally taught after like the notes that I had taken out of Exodus. Like I had no idea. And like two of her quotes were like exactly the scriptures oh, I'd written gosh. down. So then I was like, I can't do that. They're going to think I copied her. Copy. So I'm like scratching through my notes oh, my while I go. And so when I go up there, I have like no notes or anything. Um, And so I just kind of spoke from a place of I think sometimes people do need to hear from somebody who doesn't necessarily have a bestseller story to know that sometimes it's the mundane that really Mm. knocks you down. Like because in those big Mm. moments when you're set on fire and, you know, we can (laughs) careful what you wish for had some of those these last couple of years. Um, But in those big moments, everybody like rallies around you and gathers around you and, and you really like press into God and you're praying desperately all the time and mm. and people are praying for you and you, you're very much like alive in every sense. Mm-hmm. And But nobody calls and rallies around you with prayer requests because your laundry's out of hand or yeah. you had to tune your kids out or right. you're, you know, those are the moments I think that beat us down sometimes over some of the big ones and those small victories that we're embarrassed to even call a victory. Yeah. Like people need to hear that, that you are never too good. You're never too boring or too broken for God. Like, and I think those are the two big lies that keep us. Somebody write that down. <laughs> Someone write that down. I, but I think those are two of the big mm. lies that keep us small and mm. hesitant because we feel small, either because we're too boring or we're too broken. And Whoa. and he, you know, scripture That's tells good. us that God delights in that. us all the time. Yeah. And so I really had to start kind of embracing that and the giftings that were mine. Like I and I don't want those big stories. Like, I do not need to be set on fire. I, that was not a challenge. <laughs> if you're <laughs> not a challenge at all, I've had a few of those moments, you know, we had to 
a, a huge scare with with Luke the last couple of years with a, a life threatening illness, and that's just I don't want I don't right. like that I don't right. need that. I'll come up with other stories, thanks, right. if I can. But it was humbling for me to figure that out. And then from you know a standpoint of like writing a book and and starting to work on those things, you know, I kind of went back into that space again and. My mom one day was like, Rebecca, here's the thing. She said, we're <laughs> the world needs Timothy's like we can't all be a Paul. And if you if you look into the Bible, you know, Timothy was Paul's like protege. He's Paul talks about the fact that he mm-hmm. looked at Timothy as his son. Right. And Timothy is actually the first second generation Christian mentioned in the New Testament. Mm. Like his mother and his grandmother were Jews, but they were also like converted Christians, like following Jesus Christianity. His father was a Greek. So he was he was a hat half breed which is me too half armenian mm, you know mm. and sh- he was mixed race and he was very young and he didn't have like a big tragic story but he learned from paul and wrote a lot of paul's stories and paul's letters to timothy are in the bible you know right. first and second timothy are, are to him and he helped out with titus and so he was so instrumental because he was out walking around free getting paul's words to the christian even though paul was the one that was going to be martyred and was in jail and having mm. all these huge things, but no one would have been able to hear from them or learn from them if yeah. you hadn't had Timothy there helping. Right. You know, and he had some moments like he didn't have great success all the time that he went out and he had to overcome some of that stuff. Well, that is Rebecca Grieben, but only part of Rebecca Grieben. We feel like we could do several shows with her. She has so much to say, so much, so many insights and wisdom and fun and joy and all the things. She's just great. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to split this interview into two parts. I want you to come back two weeks from today and catch part two. But uh, do not miss it. It's going to be great. So I want to remind you today, wherever you are, that God is with you. God is for you. God loves you. And because of that, we have this great hope. And this is what the Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 3.12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com.